0: Now, it's the Columbia Check-In with Lieutenant Governor Pamela Evitt on the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers on Talk 94.5.
1: And joining us right now live is Lieutenant Governor Pamela Evitt. Good morning.
0: Good morning, and Max. My belated birthday present to you is I will not sing for you. That is my <laughs> present to you.
1: <laughs> oh, come on! You can't. You can't hum a few bars. You know. <laughs> oh,
0: I, I, I would lip sync it with you, Liz, but nobody would see my lips But a That's lip-sync. what I was doing.
1: <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome
0: Trust well me, i fancy myself i go to the country music festival and i think oh my gosh i could get up on stage and sing and then i remember oh god that i probably should <laughs> never do that i would have never have a career in public in the public eye again <laughs>
1: hey you, you know what i did at the carolina country music fest talking about getting up on stage I went on stage with the Veterans Welcome Home and Resource Center because, you know, we are partnering with them to help them um, build a tiny home village for homeless veterans. And we gave away a tiny home to a veteran.
0: I, I think that is awesome. I, you know, I had kind of the veterans with me too. I mean, I, I think that's something we, we've always been so in sync on is making sure we reach out to our veterans and help them make 22 great again, uh, which is a veterans group. They, you've seen them on Fox News and they travel around the country bringing awareness to uh, suicide for veterans and mm-hmm. they have they have a whole dog program um, and they came on stage with me and I thank them for their service and had our first responders and our law enforcement because that is a great event brings a ton of revenue oh yeah to to Myrtle Beach but it takes a lot to put 40,000 people in a small yes. area and keep everybody safe so
1: they do a great kudos, job. Yeah
0: oh my gosh, uh, you know, I've been going now, this is the third year mm-hmm. I think I've been there. It might have been the fourth. I don't know COVID like threw my time all off, but <laughs> I mean, they, they always do a great job of keeping people safe and keeping the yes. crowd under control. And I mean, kudos to um, our, our state law enforcement and your local law enforcement God bless them. We pray for them every day, but they do a great job.
1: Absolutely. Um, Okay. I wanted to talk to you about something very interesting. This is like kind of like under the radar a little bit, and I'd like to um, highlight it, that Governor Henry McMaster issued an executive order, and a lot of people don't say, oh, no, an executive order, I don't like those. But this one (laughs) I think is really good, and it involves the USS Yorktown. What is this about?
0: So it, the, you, you, you might have heard, or it could have slipped, like you said, under the radar, but for the last few years, the governor has been very concerned about erosion on the USS Yorktown. So when that was given to us, and if you've been to Charleston, it's a museum, it's an, it's an amazing piece of history. Uh, it is uh, in the Charleston Harbor. Well, it has petroleum that has been in the tanks in there since the U.S. government gave it to us and said, here it is, uh, we want you to have it. And it also has contaminated water in it holes, you know, where it pulls water in from everywhere it sails. And um, we have been hearing for a long time, like, we have got to get that out. Because if it would ever have a leak mm. and any of that would get into our water, I mean, people don't realize, I mean, the amount of impact that would have. And to, to remediate it and get it all out would be a drop in the bucket.
1: You might as well do it before a disaster. Uh,
0: it would, you know. There is a really cool company, Liz. I think you'll find this cool. Um, It's called Charles River. And what they do is they create from the horseshoe crab. I thought this was amazing. We have horseshoe crabs here. They look very prehistoric. But the blood from the horseshoe crab is used to test pharmaceutical batches all across the world, right? Pharmaceutical companies use that. Because if they, when they test the sampling, if, it, if the sample, if the blood coagulates, they know it's been tainted and that whole sample gets disposed of. So it's really, I mean, um, we could not do without. They are found in that area. Hmm. Can you imagine That's if that water got contaminated and the horseshoe crabs died or something happened to their blood? I mean, literally it would put the pharmaceutical world on their ear. I mean, there's a lot of things that are tied into this. So the governor has asked nice and as nice and said, please put this in the budget. I think this is really important. We don't want to play catch up on a problem like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it did not make it in the budget again. So he did an executive order and he's going to do what he can um, with, through his office of resiliency to make sure that we don't have any disaster on our coastline. Cause definitely water travels quickly and uh, a Bill or contamination could get its way to our beautiful beaches. And so I think it's a great thing. Kudos to the governor. Here's a really good executive order we can all feel yeah. good about for
1: a 160,000 gallons of petroleum, 1.6 million gallons of impacted polluted waters and polychlorinated biphenyl compounds. And um, let me see here. Uh, this study says it will cost about $4.4 4 million to complete the remediation effort. But that was back in 2013. Is there a new dollar amount? Well, that's what he's asking the Office
0: of Resiliency to do is like, let's get us some updated numbers to get all that stuff pumped out. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I think, you know, that is going to be a lot easier to do while it's contained than once you get to the water. So definitely a drop in the bucket. And then we'll be exploring every avenue. I'm sure there's maybe federal grants that we can apply for, but the governor wants the Office of the Resiliency to look at every avenue to make sure that, you know, we get this taken care of and, hey, if we can get some help from the federal government, there's a lot of blue states getting a whole lot of help. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure. They gave it to us, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's see if they can help us clean it up. But it is, it is a staple. And I know, especially kids, kids love to go to the USS Yorktown. I know mine did uh, to see everything that's on there. It's an amazing, amazing piece of history.
1: All right. Uh, Max, the intern has a question for you.
0: Hey, Max,
1: happy to (laughs) belated birthday. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, So my question is, uh, I saw recently on some of your social media uh, about a hike that you went on with the South Carolina 7, the SC7 partnership uh, along the NRE Passage. And I just wanted to know, what is that partnership and kind of what is its mission? And obviously, you guys are doing really good things to kind of protect the environment and clean up the outdoors. Um, Just talk maybe a little bit about what that was all about.
0: So this is the third year that the SC-7, so General Tom Mulligan, he's, he's a force of nature. Let me tell you, Max, if you ever have the chance to meet him, you should. We he's interviewed General, him, remember? Do you remember? Oh, that's you, Yeah, he is great. Mm-hmm. He is amazing. And now he's Dr. Tom Mulligan. He got his doctorate in theology on top of being an environmental attorney, on top of all these other things he does. But um, he put together the SC-7 to really bring awareness to the beautiful things we have in South Carolina. Two of the must-see places in the world sit here in South Carolina. We have the Ace Basin, and then we have the mountain ranges up here in Oconee County. And so we travel. He puts that expedition together every July. Oh, my gosh, Liz, could we pick a hotter month? I tease him all the time. We couldn't do this in October. (laughs) We could all wear a light jacket in the morning. (laughs) But it is what it is, and they kayak. We, we've gone down, you know, we have the largest Blackwater River uh, on the East Coast, which is uh, the Edisto River, we kayak down that, go to the waterfalls in Oconee County, but all along the way, talking about how, really, he'll say, this is the Lord's Garden, hmm. and it's 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 beho- it, it behooves all of us to keep it for the next generation, um, to make sure that, you know, we just don't abuse it. Right. Let's, let's pick up like don't litter. I mean, Liz Liz is just like me when it comes to that, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I mean, how lazy can you be to throw something out of your car when there is a garbage can at every stop and every corner that you make and so it's bringing awareness to that and just kind of telling people look at the beauty we have here in South Carolina. If you haven't come up to Oconee County and seen the waterfalls um in on the trails up there, they rival anything you will see in Hawaii. And um you know, National Geographic came down and did a documentary on it the first year, and so he does it every year. We pick different parts of the path to uh, and, uh, kind of jump on it. Unfortunately, I can't do all 31 days, but over the last three years, I think I've been on each one. This year, what's exciting, that'll be exciting to you and all of our people on the coast, is Tom has worked with... Um, Coastal Carolina. He's brought on the Boy Scouts. He brings everybody in because he feels if everybody's a vested interest. Everybody will want to keep it moving forward. And he is going to put down the largest artificial reef on the coast of Charleston. We'll be doing that. I'll be diving with them on the 30th, putting that down. Um, what, what
1: is it? Is it, it like Charleston. oyster
0: shells or something? No, this is actually concrete. And oh. because he wanted boaters to be able to be a part of this, he had Coastal actually come up with a system that will fit together kind of like Lego blocks. Cool. And he's going to actually put cameras on it and uh, instrumentation so he can measure actually the positive effects. Wow. So we can see that, right? Because so many people do great things, but we never have a way of measuring the impact. Mm-hmm. So because of who he is and how he thinks, he's like, we're going to put the right equipment on it so that he can report back to the governor and to the people of South Carolina. This is all, mind you, none of this is taxpayer-funded, but he wants people to see the impact so they can get excited about what we're doing
1: people make sure we stop flooding and erosion. Where can people follow this person? (laughs) I mean, it's like he's doing so many things. uh, The SC7
0: has a Facebook page, and they go Facebook Live every single day. Wow. Um, And so you will see where he is today. He's in Newberry. Uh, going through Newberry on their passage and their trail and talking about what's available there. He encourages people if when he's coming to your area, if you want to jump on and hike with him, you can reach out to him. We had people yesterday that kind of just like you said, how do I find this guy? I would love to hear what he has to say. Uh, Is this his job?
1: Is this a job or is it a, I mean, it's a passion anyway, but I mean, is is this a nonprofit? What is this? So it is a
0: non-profit. This is something he does. This is his giving back to kind of the world, right? He's a very accomplished attorney Mm -hmm. and just feels he wants to give back. But what I love about this is we've been hearing so much about ESGs Mm. and the government pushing this. This is all voluntary. This is all his belief that people just want to do the right thing Mm -hmm. and that it shouldn't be forced on anybody and that we should have an open conversation about facts, not feelings but facts. That's my new thing, Liz. We're going to talk about facts, not feelings. Mm-hmm. And, and, he, and, and to just let people know, like the impact and, and the small things you can do that make a huge impact. Just like we said, cleaning up, Tom is the one who, when he was head of the Floodwater Commission, put together um, our group that went out to Marion and Dylan and Sellers and looked at, you know, those are areas that continuously flood. Well, why did it continuously flood? The canals were jammed with sofas and bicycles and TVs. Um, he literally took what would, could have cost the state millions of dollars. But by getting people, and when I talk people, churches, Boy Scouts, the SCDOT volunteered their time. The Guard brought in their equipment. So what would have taken millions of dollars to do a cleanup in that area? This was a few years ago, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go to memory. I think cost costs us $45,000.
1: Hmm.
0: And that's just with equipment and people and things that we couldn't volunteer in, right? Like you can't volunteer on a taxpayer dime. So that was money that went over. But when you think, I mean, look at all the money saved when we come together as a community. And that's what he's all about. Is like, how do we come together? This doesn't have to be a big, expensive government project, right? Mm-hmm. We can all feel... Um, happy about what we're doing in our communities and and and, and really uh, make a huge savings and a big impact on our state.
1: We have a question on the PCRX Mobile Outfitters text line for you. Yeah, uh, we probably only have time for this one. Uh, it's actually two questions from Ryan, wants to know, Lieutenant Governor, I think this is kind of funny the way he put it, when will our third world roads be paved, all of them, not just main roads? And the second question, which I think is very important, uh, why are we so far behind with school choice? What's going on with that? I want to send my children to Christian school, not woke indoctrination camps.
0: Well, I mean, I we had school choice. We thought it was going to happen this year. Um, we had a senator out of Aiken who decided that he was going to basically talk about it, and talk about it, and talk about it until it died. Huh. And th- that was, you know, everybody can kind of go and look at that on their own and um, and it killed it. I mean, I wasn't in, up in the Senate that day, but that is the <laughs> that is the report I What's got. Was he
1: against it?
0: Um, he wanted apparently he wanted testing to be put into it. Uh, he wanted to have private schools have to test the same way that public schools do, or with the same type of testing. Which a lot of people send their kids to private school because they don't think that testing is valuable, like what they're doing in another school. Bingo. And and so everybody held their ground and. Uh, This is the same senator that really almost killed election integrity. uh, Is this Senator Mike Fanning? No, it was not. He was actually a Republican senator. Um, Mm. And so uh, I just think, I think that's what happened. And it it really, I mean, my phone rang off the hook. I Mm. mean, there were parents who were upset because we'd worked so hard on school choice and making sure that we had given um, that choice back to the parents. Everybody agrees that, Parents should be the ones driving this. So it, 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 it really was a huge blow. The governor was very disappointed. He's very uh, passionate about school choice. And so um, we are just, you know, everybody said, what do we do now? I had calls from Charleston and Horry County and Greenville. And these are people who don't have kids in school, but maybe have grandkids. I had one gentleman out of Charleston who is a huge supporter of school choice. He moved here years ago. He doesn't have any family members here, but believes that what's happening in our schools is not right. And said, what do we do? I mean, he has a good bit of money and it's put his money behind it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, you know what? We, we have to get all the people that were for it, hurry up and get it through the house again, get it back to the Senate and figure out how we make sure it happens this time. And I, I, I've always said this, Liz, and you know that. It's people who care about a subject, that respectfully email, I mean, do a little research. Mm-hmm. It won't be hard to figure out who killed the bill. Uh, it, it, he should be getting he should be getting views from parents all over. Make him. I, I mean, I can't tell you why somebody did something, and I never speak for anybody. But ask the question. I think that question uh, should be answered, yeah. and and it should be answered to the to people and the taxpayers of South Carolina. So that's the first one. The second is roads, which is a much more complex issue, but. Thank you to the governor and thank you to the General Assembly uh, for passing it. Because we have put priority money into I-95 and I-26, which are our two most dangerous stressor of roads, it will push forward all of our other roads projects, estimated six years. So we're doing it. I know nobody likes it. I would encourage everybody to at least feel good about the way your tax dollars are being spent. You might not like the speed that it's moving. But it's being fiscally responsible. If you go out to SCDOT, you will see a calculator calculating every bit of gas tax money that has been collected. And in the next to it, every road that has been done by county, you can see every road that is set to be done, what has been completed, what is being worked on, what has been bidded on, and when it will start its improvements. And you can see the order, and the order is based on priority, worst to best, whether it's bridges or roads. Um, I know it doesn't make you happy if your road is in the middle of the pack, but you should be happy that you're not living on the worst road or driving on the worst road. Uh, that's one thing the governor has been firm on is transparency. Um, we These roads, you know, with no bias, were looked at to see what was critical, what were the worst, worst to best in the order of being done. And he has been given a very clear directive that if anybody changes that list, if for any reason it's moved around, you better have a real good reason mm-hmm. or he will remove and replace wow. anybody on the board who has done any shenanigans with, this is my road, this is my mother's road, this is a road my, you know, whatever lives on. So, um, but definitely go out and look at that. Cause I think sometimes people feel like, where are our tax dollars going? The governor went to Christie Hall and said, I didn't agree with this tax when it came out, but we're going to make sure that people can see how their money is being spent and how much was collected. I want a I want transparency on this. And so you can go out there and look at and I hope it'll at least make you feel better that we're spending money the right way and that nobody is. Playing, you know, a shell game with what is getting worked on
1: and planned. Lieutenant Governor, a lot of people were wondering who that senator was. The Republican that you mentioned is it Senator <laughs> Tom Young from Aiken? <laughs> we're all trying to ask. No, it wasn't Senator well, Tom just Young. Tell us who it is. You can't be. Harsh. They all want to know. We're getting, <laughs> yeah. we're getting beat up. They want to know. Yeah, who is it? It's it was Senator Massey. Oh, M A S S I E. Okay, thank so you. Anybody wants thank to you. look him up? All right, all right. Republican, and eh? I mean
0: people. People should ask him. I mean. I, I, maybe he has a great reason that none of us know, right? Um, I, I, I just think school choice is so important. And coming out of COVID, we've seen that. Um, mm-hmm. And so I really believe that everybody should ask him why. Why, why, did, why was this so important that we would kill a whole school choice bill? I mean, it yeah. went through the House. Um, you know, now, I can't say the governor would have supported it once it got to his desk because we don't know what that would have looked like, right? Mm-hmm. And so I never speak for the governor. I won't speak for Senator Massey. I won't speak for any of them. Um, but, um, we need to make sure that, um, you know, mm-hmm. you know, ask, ask the question. That's what we're called to do as citizens of our state. And people will ask the governor why he chooses things. And, and we re- but it should always be respectfully, right? Like I hate when people, if you send mean, obnoxious emails or texts, even to me, I will not respond because we can talk civilly. We are a civilized society where we could have good dialogue. And so I always tell people, be respectful, ask the question, and get the answer. Um, and then make, make, a, make an opinion for yourself if you think that's a good thing or not.
1: All right. Well, Lieutenant Governor Pamela Evitt, thank you so much for finally giving up the name. You're easy to shake down. <laughs> you know,
0: I really I really try not to get into that. It's really easy to find. Well, we have to we really have to really fight,
1: is. you know, I don't want to waste time looking for this guy. So um, <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, No, I mean,
0: you can, you can find it. I'm not giving up. No, exactly. It's not a big secret or anything, but I really try to, uh, I've not spoken with him directly. Well, well, do me a favor, just,
1: just text me his cell phone when you get off the air and we'll be good. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to do that. I know. know. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much. And feel free if you're in the neighborhood, um, Abuelos, we're going to be there at five o'clock. On my birthday next Thursday, if you're in town, we're doing a collection, a sneaker collection, for fostering hope that could, that helps foster children uh, all throughout the year. But we're helping uh, kids get off to school on the right foot. So, well, uh, you know
0: what? If I'm not going to be there, I think that is a great thing. You know, Senator Shealy does a program kind of like that for kids that are in foster care, and I I think it's a great thing. So, if I can. My daughter is actually doing her law internship in your area. I'm going to go uh-huh. out this weekend because I will be in the area this weekend and pick up some things. And I will have her right. go by the station for you. Oh and my you gosh. get to meet her.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. So uh, we're looking for school shoes, sneakers or backpacks and school supplies, that kind of stuff.
0: That sounds great. Well, I, you know what? I love to shop. You don't have to twist my arm. I'll make sure we get some. I'll make sure we get a donation from the Abbott family over to you.
1: Oh, that would be awesome! Thank you, thank you. And I shook you down twice in one show. I like it. There you go.
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty. If you tell me it's helping kids, veterans, law enforcement, everybody knows I'm. I'm I've got a pretty tender heart there,
1: so it's good. <laughs> I know. Thank you. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Liz. all right. Bye bye.